Yeah. And so in, in the Buddhist tradition, um, oftentimes the, 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 they're, they're really direct. <laughs> Right, like it, now I don't know that I would always say, well, that's trauma-informed language in our in our Western culture right now, where like self, like to hear selfish love is like, ugh, and so and so that's a it's a it's a translation, of course, and I think we can we can liken it to a slightly um, ki kinder or more gentle, more innocent, right? I, I, even in the Buddhist tradition at the root of suffering, one of the three roots of suffering is ignorance. And so, yes, yes, I get that. It, I, and I agree with that. And yet I think an equally true, more compassionate word for ignorance would be in, is innocence. There's an innocence in you don't know what you don't know. Right, so when we act out of ignorance, we're blind to something. So, so the language of the translations is, is, is sometimes pretty intense. So that said, you can feel that there is a progression and, 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 and where we're at is where we're at, right? So we can fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm at, you know, my, my bodhicitta is fully, is fully online and fully open or my heart center. I'm, I'm, I'm intimately connected to my, my vast universal um, heartbeat of compassion. And oh, you over there, you're in selfish love, right? Like it, it lends itself to, and yet it, 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 so there's a factualness to it, but you can really hear there are times when we've all been in self-focused love because for many, many reasons, maybe some of us have never received that before. And that's the authentic starting point. I also, having run um, the, uh, a monastery years ago for, for some years, the Dalai Lama's monastery in upstate New York, many students would come and study and students that had, oftentimes students, are and were attracted to, I want to cultivate the universal compassion. I want to cultivate that. And they haven't satisfied that selfish love. And in their personal lives, there's messes all over the place because they don't know what they don't know. They don't know something is seeking reconciliation, right? So, so, so sometimes these talks can, can, Yes, great information and be listening through a compassionate trauma-informed lens because there would also be um, Hinayana or Hinayana or Theravada students that sometimes the, the Vajrayana Buddhists, which is a much harder esoteric mystical practice, the Vajrayana students would wanna skip the Hinayana uh, and Theravada practices because they were self-focused. However, when you skip those foundations, there's a foundation in self-love. There's a foundation in selfish love that is important to really recognize, has that been satisfied and reconciled? Uh, and, and, and is the energy raising because it's, it's a clear open channel? So, so yes, it's, it's, it, there's such incredible education out there. And 
we want to make sure we don't see one as more important to focus on and we have skipped any any aspect in our own journey or we're denying any aspect of our journey because we also are on the path of householders many of these teachings also are through the lens of those on the monastic pathway so so to study buddhism i think it's very important especially for those of us in the in the contemporary west it's very important to study and learn with someone that really understands the householder's journey because many of the practices and the teachings don't translate from the monastic lens into the householder's lens. And, and so, so that just my two cents. Well, I think that there are so many wonderful teachers. Um, I would say to you, when you read through that list, and, even, and, I, and this is, I think, the value of, of saying, reading things aloud. As you read something aloud or you read it to yourself, which aspect of what you're reading aloud do you feel your body resonate to? Or how do you, how, and that's telling you, ah, follow these breadcrumbs. And so from there, you, you, you uh, I, because there are so many parts to what you just shared, there are many directions. And I, and I, I think that you, if you allow yourself to, to just, put the next breadcrumb out like some Google, some Google intuitive searching, right? If you're like, oh, I want to learn more about bodhicitta. What does that mean? What is the application of bodhicitta? How does one cultivate bodhicitta? What is that? Um, I would start by researching or, or doing Google searches on, on that and allow yourself to be led. I always find that that when we allow, our, allow ourselves to be intuitively and instinctively led, we come across exactly what is there for us. Because there's the, the path of Thich Nhat Hanh and love. There's the path of Jack Kornfield and the wise heart, love. There's the path of Zongdar uh, Kente Rinpoche, the path of love. So there's so many and they're so different. So I'm, I'm hesitant to say, oh, this is what you want to study because Sharon Salzberg, um, John Kabat-Zinn, I mean, there's so many wonderful Buddhist teachers. And for what wants, which, what is calling you closer, whatever is calling you forth to, to explore and to discover, just talking it out loud, sharing about it is, is just, it's going to take you the most efficient route to what's here for you on this really incredible inquiry. Well, I think Jack Cornfield is such a lovely, um, he's engaged, he's on the path of a householder himself. And so I think a wise heart is such a brilliant, brilliant starting point.